sauce. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that. Here's Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce. We are back in a different studio again, but uh, still ready to do the same things heading into round 11. Hopefully not the exact same things, Pez. It was not a great round for us betting-wise, but we are in a different studio and we're here to talk footy as always, Pez. You know, you've got to love it. The, uh, the, we were watching the NRL before. They've got it right with the Thursday night footy and uh, the best we can do is talk footy. Yeah, Melbourne Storm playing tonight at Amy Park. Late start for uh, those NRL fans. 8.05. 8.05. School night. Uh, not sure that it'd be well received in the AFL, but NFL, I'd love it. NRL, just go bang. Let's uh, do it. Who cares? Who cares what people think? Who cares if anyone shows up to our to our spectacle either? Uh, source, round 10. We just had round 10. You said it was a, a rough round for betting. I'm going to take the betting aside. I'm going to take everything else aside. I was watching... The footy intently, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, St Kilda playing on the Friday night. There was a couple of other games where I, where I saw some things that I absolutely hated, Ooh. and I'm not going to go on a rant or anything like That's that. That's unlike you. And it definitely sounds like uh, I was watching the St Kilda game. I'm going to do some complaining about what was happening in there, but it literally has nothing to do with me being a St Kilda supporter. Ooh, I lost some of my footy passion. On the weekend, and if things continue to go down this path, uh, I don't know if I can continue to love the game of AFL like I have for many, many years. Oh, I'm shocked, Pez. Uh, I'm, I'm really shocked. You, you definitely uh, have opened up something, Pez. <laughs> that's, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> that was, that's, that's crap. I didn't even. Um, I didn't even know you were going to do that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I said that. Oh, you're opening up a can of worms, Piz. That's, yeah. what, that's what's can, happened. Can of worms or a can of Coke Zero, Coke Sugar, <laughs> whatever you want to call uh, it. One of the very best there, Piz. Uh, but this isn't a, a Coke versus Pepsi type type of thing. This is... Uh, Talk to me, Piz. Talk to me. What, 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 what's what's uh, got you... Look, rules, rules of the game, which uh, we know continue to change, some for the better, some for the worse, and players who... Imp- uh, Try and get around the rules, but the umpire doesn't. No. Talk to me. Talk to me about the example you just spit examples. Out, you got players. You got players from the Adelaide Crows, shorter in stature, and players leading with their heads. Okay. Yes. Now it doesn't just happen for for the Adelaide Crows. No, a lot no, of players do it not. to try and get a high free kick. Okay. And I'm not talking about the ones where they tackle around the around the arms. They lift up the shoulder. It goes around the neck, and it's high. Not talking about ones like that. Joel Selwood special. I am talking about literally going, not for the ball, but going for the other player's knee or going for them to tackle you and then ducking down at the last second, dropping your knees, going down and leaning with your head. Now, if we're protecting the head or if you duck into something, that's considered your prior. The umpires aren't paying it. You know what they're paying? They're paying high free kicks against the tackler. And the, t- the tackler, I feel, is doing nothing wrong because the, the player goes in last second, drops down. They're deliberately doing it. They're yep. deliberately putting themselves in danger. And the free kick's going. And the frustration I was feeling on Saturday night was absolutely crazy. If St Kilda usually get a win source, I'm up and about. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I have a couple more beers. I sat there after the game. St Kilda ended up winning by, I don't know, 17, 21 points, whatever it was. And I was just like, that was shit. Yeah, it makes it really hard, Pez. You know, what you're talking about really, you're talking about the integrity of the AFL, the modern day AFL footballer. And, you know, you look at the AFL's values, you know, playing as one, playing with passion, playing fair and playing to win. And then that playing fair is the thing that you're definitely questioning. And it's something, I agree, I think it's something that we see influenced so much on people trying to manipulate the rules from a coaching standpoint. Now we're definitely starting to see it with players. There, there's certain players that originally, you know, look, you look at Joel Selwood who used to, who used the rules to their advantage and they allowed some techniques and developed some techniques to, to gain an advantage. This is completely different. When you're putting yourself in a dangerous, a vulnerable position, leading with the head especially, and we'll address that one, it's something that makes it really hard to watch because they're going to get the free kick, they're going to get penalised, and they're going to be you know, um, scrutinised for, for the contact to the head, but the, the, the offensive player in those situations are, ca- are causing it. And it's not just the Adelaide Crows, Pez, you're right. 
Yeah, I, I saw some examples on the Sunday as well. A couple of Hawthorne players yeah. uh, were also doing it, and it was really frustrating when the umpire actually caught, got caught in the trap and paid the free kick. But I'm thinking, if you're an umpire, you want you want to protect the head, oh. but he's he's lose lose though, Pez, because he doing? doesn't he doesn't call it. You know, the leading with the head. There's no rules targeting that leading with the head because you you know it's, it's it creates another grey area, which we definitely don't want in footy. Another grey area. But how how do you combat it, Pez? How, how, how does the AFL step in and allow it to be fixed? Because, like, outside of blowing play on, and we know that the head point has been a target point for the last, what, since sport has really been developed, it's been come into question. But how, how, does, how does the AFL combat it and, and, make, and bring you back in, Pez, in terms of just this rule aspect? Well, it's a very hard thing to do because players are going to do it if they keep getting the free kicks. And uh, you've just got to not blow your whistle. And something's going to happen. An umpire's going to make a mistake because mistakes are easy to make especially with the rules, they're going to blo- not blow the whistle, a bloke's going to get concussed, and then they're going to say, hey, you didn't even get a free kick, and, and he's gone concussed, he's gone for the ball fairly or whatever it is. But that's the second thing. Uh, I think the rules are leading to, and they have been for many years, five mm-hmm. or six years, leading to players, and if I was coaching uh, junior football, it's almost like you're better to go second to the ball. You don't want to go first to the ball because you're going to get tackled uh, and you're probably mm-hmm. going to get holding the ball against you because they, they don't give you that opportunity. But uh, You're definitely looking at a junior level there, Piers. You know, the, the old saying of when we grew up playing footy in sports, it's attack the ball and it's no longer attack the ball. The amount of, amount of times I've seen a 50-50 ball and the players actually slow down and focus on the body aspect and they either you know they they're looking to shepherd to get let allow another teammate in there or they're just corralling the actual player so that as soon as he picks Waiting up they can pin him like that's not what we want to see in any sport but and, and that's it, already been combated as yeah. well because yeah. the player with the that picks up the ball first if you notice these players they go to pick up the ball they pretend to do it yeah that's right they just and then they throw the arms up they get tackled and then they get caught holding the man sometimes the player doesn't even go through with the tackle source and they still get caught holding the man like yeah. the player has baited the tackler to go in by putting his hands on the ball and then he just decided to either literally drop the ball or put his hands up and then the, the player's realised and he's just holding his arms around him and that, that's a free kick and that's another free kick that I hate. Yeah, and I, 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 I agree, Pez. I think the holding the man free kick has been something that hasn't really been um, overly popular in terms of the last couple of years and where it's calling. But this year definitely have noticed the way that they are officiating it is you see the hands wave up all the time and... I totally agree, Pez. The, the amount of people that I've spoken to that have actually said that the, the actual statement is, the way the game is going, it is turning me away. And that, that conversation, Pez, I, I've, I've laughed at for years because it's like, at the end of the day, Pez, you and I, we love our football clubs, we love the game, we watch, you know, seven, eight games a week. And for the first time ever in my, you know, my, my, my life, I'm actually listening to these people and I can understand it. I can empathise with it um, because it is becoming frustrating and we've, we've grown up in the 90s watching footy and where it was still tough but it was nothing like comparable to the 80s. My old man, he he would rather watch a daytime movie than I walked in the other day on a Saturday afternoon. What's your old man doing, Pez, if he's got the TV out there watching the footy? My dad was watching a black and white Western instead of a, an AFL game, which would never happen ever. And he's like, oh, just, I'm not interested in the way that the game is going. Yeah. It's sad. It, it sounds like we might just be getting old here and uh, no. just starting. Back, back in my day, Pez. <laughs> back in my day, football used to be like but, but this. Do, but, but do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's you know, if you in our day, well, we, can, we can use that reference, didn't attack the ball, you'd be scrutinised. You look at what happened the other week with Luke Parker, you know, the ducking aspect and that. But then you look at the way that the rules are being played everywhere else and they're not being taught and they're not not—they're playing to the umpire, which is fine. But the, the media outlets are the ones that have made the game go like this because every single decision is scrutinised and told them they're wrong and the AFL, you know, bend over backwards and change the rules. And that's the issue. That's yeah. the big issue. Well, some media forces have, you know, more, more say over it as well. So the media that's actually calling out the wrong calls of the umpire, we, we don't get to hear that and do that. So we, we don't know how the, the fix is going to go ahead. Those are the three things I hate. Leading with your head, trying to get a free kick, pretending to pick up the ball to try and get a hold in the man, try and manipulate the, the tackler to, to tackle you and take you to the ground. Uh, oh, actually, ruck free kicks is another one that I absolutely hate. We, we've always spoken about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- those are... Those are the ones source the the stand on the mark rule ridiculous and 
people stand five metres back. Even when a player's 70 metres out, they stand five metres back. They get to run to 60 metres instead of having to kick from 70. I think it's stupid. And uh, if, if you're a listener now and you're listening to this little, I don't know, you could call it a sook, you could call it anything you want. I watch the game. reality check, Bez. Watch the game carefully this week. See how it's adjudicated. And think back to, you know, when you fell in love with footy and which error is better. The error that you fell in love with, it could have been three years ago, Source, or the way players are manipulating trying to get free kicks now. Uh, it, it's just not on for mine and it's a less enjoyable spectacle. When I see one of those free kicks, my demeanour just continues to go down and down and down and the amount I saw on Saturday night and Sunday afternoon watching the footy, it was just really saddening. It was, it, you know, it, it is what it is, Pez. It's one of those things that, you know, started off the show in a little bit of a sombre thing and it is something that we are obviously here to talk about, the way that the, the sport influences our lives and the way that it actually makes us feel. And it's good that you come out and said that, Pez, because I, I, I do agree that the game has gone that way a little bit uh, and I can start to recognise and I can empathise with people that are saying that. I, I agree. I think the era that I fell in love with football, mine was probably the, the late 2000s, the, the, you know, the early late 2000s when it was fast-flowing football. Obviously, my team was up and about, but that, that, that fa- fast handball, quick-linking football was what I fell in love with, Pez. And you still had that element of uh, toughness around the ball. People were going to the ball, some ferocious tackles. But, you know, you, the game is, and I don't want to use the word getting soft, but, but when you're playing a game plan around playing to the umpire and the amount of free kicks that are blown and influencing not only the game result but the style of football, uh, you, you definitely uh, it becomes more in, less enjoyable. Yeah, next few years, no uh, no certain bounces, uh, last touch rule. There's, there's going to be a lot of things coming in. <laughs> the that's last gonna make touch rule, you're back on that. It's going to make the game uh, really I thought the lady at the footy heard the, heard the end of that one, Pez, when you were having <laughs> a couple of beers and you were talking about the last touch rule for a good 20 minutes, the poor lady behind us. and Oh, the poor people week. around us. Uh, St Kilda Geelong game the other week. Speaking we, about that, Pez, though, like we, we talk about things that we, we, we don't like. I got a question for you from the weekend. I noticed I went for a hike on the weekend, and then I ended up uh, tailing into the footy. And I was wearing um, my hiking gear, so I went straight from the the Yuyangs up to Geelong. Didn't plan on going to the footy because I didn't think I'd make it. Got to the ground, and I um I was with my girlfriend, and she was uh, making fun of me for not wearing my team's jumper. Okay, here we go. And she gave me. She's like, I don't you know. She's like, but you're going to watch it. Like, and she's not a big sport fan. And I dragged her along, and she said. I don't understand why you're not wearing your team's sport, your team sport, your team's jersey. I said, well, I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. I don't wear that. And it brought up a bit of a debate that we had and it's something that we actually talked about recently at the footy. I've got, Pez, I've got two questions for you. When is it acceptable to wear a AFL jersey as an, at, to the football? When is it appropriate? When is it appropriate? <laughs> There's, there's a few different scenarios here for me, and this is going to be very opinionated and very controversial. I think if you're a kid, bang, you have the footy jumper oh, on. Yeah, it's awesome. See the kid with the little footy Love out it. there, loving putting a little footy, uh, little jumper around. If it's a night game, probably got the long sleeves on as well, and uh, they don't oh, want to put yeah. a jacket over the top because no they just want to show it off, show the number on the back and things like that. That's very really, really good. I'm with you. Um, Young young adults, as in teenagers, I what, think that... When's I, it stop? What age? I, I think that's all right. <laughs> What's an age, Pez? Um, Give me a number. <laughs> if you... Uh, t- nobody likes you when you're 23. <laughs> if you're 23 and then you wear an AFL Guernsey to the footy, it's... Uh, it's crossing the line. It's not on, I don't think. Yeah, I think when you start to get to that 23, 24, 4 age, that's when it's the, the probably the last time it becomes appropriate. Anything after that for me, Pez, unless you are... Do you know what? No, I, I think after that, you need to revert to the, the club polo or you're wearing a scarf or some some sort of the, the cotton hoodie. on. Hoodie. Love the hoodie. Love the hoodie. Hoodie's good. Uh, but after that, it's 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 um to me, it's not appropriate. What if um there's a... A father or a mother there, and they're with their young child, five or below, and they want to wear a matching kind of Guernsey. More accepting, still not appropriate. More accepting, more still accepting, not still not appropriate. I think you can get away. You can do the same message with the scarf. I think there's there's no need to have a your own little team photo going there at the footy. I think you can have a, a scarf or a beanie or something to represent. But to me, uh, less appropriate. All right, you within the ages of eighteen and twenty three. You got a short sleeve Guernsey, mm-hmm. 
nothing underneath. Oh, well, appropriate. Depends what your guns look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're built like me, then yeah, uh, no shirt at all. I wouldn't. Even, I'd wear the body paint if you've got a body like <laughs> just, mine. Just yes. paint it on. Just paint it on. Oh. But uh, let us know what uh, <laughs> what you think up behind the bound because I'd be very interested to know. And I haven't spoken to many people about no. this source, so I don't even know what the public. Consensus I had, would be. hadn't even thought about it, Pez, until I got attacked. And I think I got attacked because I was at the Port Adelaide game with uh, with Geelong and with the missus. But and were you I, wearing? I had a green teal. I had a green. Yeah, I did. Hiking gear. <laughs> I had I had a green uh, teal t shirt on, and I wasn't until I got to the game, and I said, "Well, hang on a tick here. <laughs> I'm in the Geelong members here, and I'm cheering Geelong, and I've got the the other colours." I d- now I don't know if this is a little <laughs> fitness flex with the hiking story, but I'm not much of a hiker myself. So, uh, just for the listeners and myself out there. What the hell is hiking gear? Oh, it was just uh, just exercise shorts and some uh, some hiking boots, pairs, a little bit of the long explorer socks. I had my backpack with my uh, my my camel back cat going. Man, cat man, dude. Cat man. Do- oh no 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 no. Hey, hey. Too expensive. No, 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 no need for it. No need for the fancy stuff. But I got one more uh, one more jersey question, pairs, and this is something that you and I always uh, always talk about. And actually, it was relevant because I spoke to a mate today, literally today, and he said. Uh, Going to the football on the weekend, and he's an Essendon fan. I said, "Well, oh, that's that's going to be dis- well, disappointing for you." Now I'm I'm sad about football. <laughs> so I wonder how your mates feel. And he said, "No, no, no, it's going to be a good game." He said, "I'm going to uh, I'm not going to the Essendon game. I'm going to the Carlton Collingwood game." I said, "Oh, that's, that'll be good for you. You know, you two two enemies as a as a as a football club." He said, "Yeah, one of them's wearing their uh, Collingwood jersey. One of them's wearing their Carlton jersey." He says, "Do I wear the Essendon jersey?" Thoughts no. On, thoughts on wearing another team's jersey as an adult to another game, or even as a kid, or oh. even just wearing it to another game. Oh, this is this is age old. This is borderline for the kids. Like for an adult, it's completely unacceptable. You don't unacceptable. you don't wear that. You don't wear the scarf. You don't wear any other colours. The only time when I should see someone at the game with different colours on, you can be a different supporter, but with different colours on, is if they've done the double header. Oh, yeah. And they've walked across from the MCG or oh, they've the gone the other way. They've gone the double header and they're there and they've still got this. Where are they going to put it? They have to still wear it. That's okay. Classic. Uh, the, the little kids, if, if they're in a big group source and they come, they've come, not with their parents, but yeah, they've come like somewhere the, the else. The Oz kickers is different. And they want to wear yeah, their it. jumper or do that. I think it would. Do you think it will ever get to a stage of like the NBA? You know, you wear random player jerseys. But that only happens in Australia because we're, it's an international sport. You go over to Chicago, there's no one who is in Chicago who doesn't follow NBA and they're wearing like an Indiana Pacers jersey. It just doesn't happen. What, Michael Jordan, Washington Wizards jersey? Nah. No? Nah. Never. Oh. <laughs> it's a very unique one. There. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think the, do you think the kids are ever going to change that, the, the younger generation? Well, it, it, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that because uh, I do know uh, some younger blokes who actually went and purchased the GWS gear when that, uh, when they all came out because they liked the way that the gear looked and they, they weren't actual – they love AFL. And there's three blokes and they don't actually have a team. They just follow AFL. So they've got three or four different jerseys. And okay. to me that's weird. But like, just pick a team, get off the fence. But yeah, uh, but see, NBA jerseys. I've I've probably got like seven or eight jerseys in NBA, but I go for Timberwolves. Yeah, well, you had a Timberwolves jersey, but I just stole it back off you. Yeah, my mate had a Timberwolves jersey once. Uh, Latrell Sprewell, he threw <laughs> it in mine. a tree on New I didn't throw it. Was that it. yours? Was <laughs> it? That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pez. Uh, I think we've talked crap uh, for long enough, but it was good to to get. No, to, that to, start to, wasn't crap. It was um, good to cheer you up a little bit. Uh, the okay. second one wasn't crap. It was good to <laughs> get you on uh, on, a, on your own personal experience. But uh, I think we've stalled for a little bit too long, Pez. We do need to get into this week's bet review. Soft review. It's no official review. How does it end? Kind of lost, but they won as well. Ooh, kind of lost one as well. Kind of, maybe, maybe a little bit, but uh, we'll check it out. Uh, this week, Sauce, we're seeing a lot of you. I've been seeing you in the mirror, just a lot of red everywhere, all over the bed. Oh, and <laughs> we started on uh, Friday night, and it's, this was after the recording, Sauce, and uh, I was on the Sauce, having, having a bit of a record, and really excited to watch the Swans-Carlton game, and... I wasn't quite sure who was going to win. I thought the, the Swans were going to do it. That's why I put uh, the max stake 50 on them and, you know, watch it on a Friday night. And that second quarter, Carlton kicked nine goals 
and just blew the Swans away. The Swans tried to come back in the second half, but it was just no good. And uh, Buddy didn't kick any of the first five either. So uh, 60, the, 60 the goal. Seventh, the seventh goal, Pez. The seventh goal. It was oh. it was lucky to even get in uh, the first one. Uh, but Pez, I was the same. I, we had this, a similar sort of bet. Mine was based around Sydney actually winning. They didn't win. Two red crosses, no bonuses, not a great start to week the weekend, Pez. No. The next game, the Geelong-Port uh, Adelaide game. This is where I tried something a little bit different, Sauce. Uh, under 180.5 points, uh, which was super, super easy. Under in the first quarter, which uh, Geelong's goal kicking helped uh, really well, under 39.5. And, and ironically, I needed the whole total game to be over 130.5 source. Yes. Uh, I needed a goal in the last couple of minutes. There's ample opportunities. Geelong heading inside 50, Stengel on an angle a couple of times. Oh. And they just could not get that ball through the big sticks. And I would have been laughing with... Uh, the, you know, $3 get at, at a max and another max lost and a horrible, horrible start yeah. to round 10. Yeah, and I had a loss two pairs and the inaccuracy goal-kicking-wise definitely cost me because the, the score sheet doesn't do it justice. 3-1 for Cameron, 3-0 for Stengel, 2-2 for Hawkins. They had so many that just didn't make the distance or sprayed out in the full or was a touched on the line and, you know, they go as rushed and I had any player to kick five goals. For Geelong, bonus bet, lost pairs, terrible. Yeah, bonus bet, no good. But they kicked two two goals, five in the last quarter. Source, so oh, they uh, kicked they kicked almost seven goal seven points in the first quarter. Pez, the, the inaccuracy was horrible. Yeah, it's it's it wasn't good. Uh, but we went down to Mars Stadium, and uh, we're going to have one less Melbourne team because they're going to be a Ballarat team, mm-hmm. uh, which is good because I got a mate from the Bulldogs. It goes for the Bulldogs. Sorry, he moved to Ballarat. So he took his son down there uh, on the weekend and said uh, it was pretty good for the five minutes he was able to watch. His, his son's about two years old, so he wasn't able to uh, watch the game very much because his son just wanted to run off all the time. But uh, <laughs> this was a good one for me, so I had the Bulldogs uh, to to win a half-time, full-time double. Had them plus 19 and a half just to get that third one in there. And Aaron Norton to kick two plus goals did it in the first quarter. And the Suns looked like they were going to push at the end there for a little bit, came back, and that then the Bulldogs right. just went... Bang, 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 and uh, ended up covering their line as well. So it was a good one for me. Yeah, I think it was a good showing by the Suns. Uh, not a good showing for Took Miller um, because I was a little bit worried <laughs> for McRae and Smith uh, the week before they were you know, averaging in the 40s and the high 30s. And at half time, I'm sitting there going, oh, you know what? Took was a little bit of a shot here. And then I don't know where he disappeared to, Pez. I think he got one touch for the second half. He finished with 19 disposals. Didn't, Did he go to Bendigo? Didn't. <laughs> <he> must have. <laughs> must have. I don't know what happened, Pez. But uh, that was a red cross for me, Pez. But still no money lost for that one. So I had a bonus bet on that one. So my $75 bonus bets that I was hoping to win back from the week before, nothing. No good. Uh, next game was North and Melbourne. And North were actually quite impressive in that first half. And even into the second half because they were able to cover the line quite easily in the end. And... Uh, we were able to do that against the Melbourne side at the Telstra Dome. And at the Telstra Dome, North had won the last eight. So it was very nervous times for Melbourne. But mm-hmm. after this game, three uh, recruiting managers or whatever just <laughs> decided, no, nope, not for me, North Melbourne. And I'm going to walk out on you yeah, guys. But A week before the, uh, the, what is it, the mid-season draft pairs, not a good signs for North Melbourne. And uh, it seems like not everyone is a noble fan over there, Pez. No, not a noble club, uh, North. They have not been uh, doing doing much at all. Harsh, pet, harsh, that one there. Uh, I, I actually talked up this bloke on the weekend, Christian Petrarca, and his goal-kicking uh, finesse. Yes. Two go- I had him for two goals, Pez. Uh, didn't kick one. Kicked a point in the last quarter. And I also had him as a sneaky double, Pez, for the three goals at the four-buck mark. Uh, so that was two losses, Pez. And 75 bucks on a bloke not to perform against the worst team in the AFL in the last 10 years. Really disappointing for Petrarca. Yeah, well, do you know what they should? If he wins the Brownlow this year, they should just take it off him for this performance. Well, North held Melbourne, you know, to a, to a lowish score as nah, well. Not and good uh, you you think Melbourne would have kicked more goals? But the next game was uh, a really disappointing game from from my standpoint, just of the way it was officiated. We've got Adelaide versus St Kilda, and Adelaide they squandered opportunities early, source, and they they could have been so many points ahead and probably should have won this game in the end. But St Kilda just you know kept pegging away and kept trying to to beat the sound of what do they call it sound of affirmation or whatever it is with the Adelaide Adelaide Crows fans actually umpiring the game which was a, a new thing for me as well <laughs> you always got to throw a dig <laughs> somewhere Pez he's never happy Pez uh, I had a three league same game multi this one Pez a bonus bet a little bit stiff I had Max King anytime goal scorer first one one of his seven that definitely came in that first quarter and uh, him to score three or more goals well he did that of course oh. St Kilda 40 plus six though. of them 
bit disappointing. Uh, and that, as, as you said, they were lucky to escape with a win with the uh, Adelaide Crows inaccuracy. But you think they could have piled it a little bit better and helped me out with the cheeky pairs. But uh, so far, I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, oh for six, <laughs> looking good. I had my cheeky, and uh, it was it was looking very very bad for most of the game. But then towards the end, it was like it was nearly there. I had Max King most goals. He kicked six. Source. His kicking was uh, on point. And I just got a question for you. After Lance Franklin retires, who's the next most likely current player to kick a thousand? Who do you think? Got to be the king, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Still Harvard on this thing. Uh, well, who's the next closest? Rewalt's the next closest on what six hundred? Yeah, he's not getting it. No, maybe Lynch. Yeah, he's not getting it. <laughs> king. <laughs> We're talking, uh, about, we're talking about the Richmond team, Essendon Pez. So. I just wanted you to say it. Um, St Kilda minus 16 and a half, which was lucky because the two Ruckman kicked uh, two goals in the last minute. And uh, no, over That over, wasn't good, Pez. That wasn't good for me. Oh, over 162 and a half. Game, game score ended on, what, 159, 100, 160 mm. around there. So I'll get a, a bonus or a bet return, whatever you want to call it, which uh, I haven't used yet this week. So I will have to put that out there. Yeah, it was a little bit disappointing there, Pez, because uh, that made me... Fall short again. Them not kicking more goals. Uh, I misread that. Sorry, Pez. I thought the league I missed was the plus thirty four and a half, but uh, they escaped the thirty two and a half. So I had a three league same game multi. I missed the over as well. The inaccuracy early cost me for that one, um, but did have a bonus bet, Pez. Which uh, I thank goodness I had a bonus bet because I put it use in uh, the next game. Oh, well, very good with the uh, <laughs> the Neds. I didn't have a bet of a dream time at the G, but uh, a very good ceremony beforehand with all the Indigenous players uh, getting did you, together. Did you like it? Did you like this the the the, the festivities beforehand, the dream time game? The festivities. Well, the whole like you know the performances and the way that they sort of celebrated the halftime. I, I thought it was a bit overwhelming, underwhelming. I didn't see the halftime celebrations, but I did enjoy how the the players were willing. And the players that weren't playing, yeah, especially, that was good. were willing to get dressed up, put the paint on and uh, do do the dances and the and the war cries and things like that. I just thought it was a bit underwhelming for the dream time at the G. Maybe it was because last year they had such a spectacle with all the light shows and stuff. I just, I didn't think it had the same sort of effect. Source is a light show type of, type of man. Fireworks, New Year's Eve type of, type of guy. I, I just thought, as I said, Pez, I didn't say I was that type of guy. I just think it felt a little bit underwhelming compared to I'm just inferring what, what you are. Well, you don't need to infer because I'm telling you. <laughs> you like the lights? If I'm near, if I was near the light switch now, I'd flick them on and off oh, for yeah. you. I'm a red. I'm a ranger, Pez. Light does not go well with me. All right, let's get into the next one, Pez, because I must talk about this game. Yeah, well, the next one, uh, I put I put a bonus out there. The the bonus I got during the week. They're under 170.5. Not a chance. Uh, GWS nearly nearly got that themselves. And West Coast kicked what 80 odd points. Uh, they hadn't kicked over five or six goals in in a while. I had them under eight and a half goals, no, no good. And I had the GWS Giants race to five goals, which got up. But uh, in the in the bonus bet, didn't matter. No, Pez. And that one was really interesting because I thought you had um, over nine. Like I thought it was eight and a half, so over nine goals. And they were stuck on eight goals for so long. And I'm like, oh, Pez might, might escape here. And then I looked at the bet and I'm like, no, he's already lost it. Boom, done. <laughs> and then they piled it on in that last quarter. But uh, what was really impressive, Pez, I was watching this game. I put a bonus bet on from the night before. I had a bit of a play with Josh Kelly, most disposals, and GWS lead every quarter. And Pez, oh, unlucky! I turned it off on the the fourth quarter. I was listening to it on the radio, and I switched it off, and I stopped checking my app because he got overtaken, absolutely annihilated by uh, Canilio. Lost by and seven Perryman. disposals. Yeah, lost by uh, seven disposals. Yep, unlucky. And then I got home, did a little bit of work, opened the app to have a bit of a punt on the uh, the the Dockers games, and I sent you a cheeky little screenshot, Pez, which you used for the here. Uh, had the nice little win. Because it was Category A, and he won on 29 disposals. Cornelia and Perryman, not in Category yes, A, Cornelia you little ripper. Well, you, you've escaped with that one. That so is awesome. Free money, Pez, $246 straight to the sources account. So money that's the best type of money. That's a great it's money. money you thought you already lost, yep. and you open the account and you see twice, a little bit of Twice I thought there. I lost it. <laughs> and you're like... Holy hell, how good I thought is I, that? I thought I lost it in the Richmond game, Pez. Well, I knew I lost it. And then I thought I lost it again when I turned off the radio, pissed off driving home, thinking how am I going to salvage my round and have to bet on the uh, the Dockers game. And then sat there and went, ha, don't need to don't do shit. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, well, the next game of, was a very interesting uh, um, game, if you are, if I do say so myself. Great last quarter. I had Brisbane minus 18, 18 and a half, under 170. No good. None, none of those uh, got up. I had a bonus stake on that from my multi. But uh, just... Brisbane to capitulate 22 points up towards the end of that third quarter and then Hawthorne just come out and they just won the ball out of the middle got the ball forward easily 
kicked it to the right spots and, and Brisbane just stopped. It was um, all credit to Hawthorne. Only team Chris Fagan hasn't beaten is Hawthorne. Is that still going? Is That's it? still going because he's the only team that he has not beaten in his career is Hawthorne. And uh, they have, just like we spoke the other week with the Swans, Pez, and Gold Coast, Hawthorne and Brisbane, the boogie teams, the boogie teams, Pez. So, new rule, all listeners there, if Sydney play against Gold Coast... You bet. Gold Coast. I was going to say don't bet on it because Sydney are going to win sooner or later. Nope. And if Hawthorne play Brisbane, you don't bet it. You double down and you bet all of it on Hawthorne. <laughs> or, or you double down and you multi it up <laughs> if, it's, if it's close in rounds. The J-Rock special from the week before, <laughs> Bears. <laughs> multi up all the terrible bets. <laughs> get and, one. Oh, you get one right. You get a tick on it. You feel good about yourself, but you lose everything you else. lose everything else. All right, I steered clear with that one, Pez, which was good because whilst it was uh, an unexpected win, we did talk about it, uh, a game in... Tassie, and we said we were going to steer clear with it, Pez. The analysis said to steer clear with it, but then the Sunday, after all those red crosses, we you dabbled. I just wanted to put the bonus stake out there. I, dabbled. I wasn't confident in the Fremantle game, and then that was that was it. Fremantle game, I didn't have anything like you didn't source. I had my three-leg same-game multi. I lost it on the Friday night with Sydney because I put Sydney in there as a bit of juice. Uh, the Dogs and the Saints who got up, but uh, used my bonus on that. Hawthorne Brisbane game, which lost as well, so no. I good. did notice that Pez when the bet slip came out. It was already a red cross on it. it made me feel really good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was bad. It was already. It was horrible. It was three crosses was on three mine. crosses on yours already. <laughs> oh, but it didn't matter, Pez, because we all ended up in the same way. I had a four leg same game multi. I was good until the Sunday. The uh, Brisbane Lions and the Dockers both losing, meaning no bonus bet for Source. Uh, no bonus for you, but uh, better round than I because I stayed two hundred and thirty-five dollars and one cent, returned only one hundred and nine from that one bet source. So I was minus fifty-three point six one, second losing round out of the ten rounds this season, and disappointing stuff if you if you me. Yeah, but I like what you've done, Pez, and with the little emojis. And we haven't spoken about the emojis a lot this year. I'm glad that you've you know your true colours have shown in the emoji. You've put up the imposter, the imposter emoji, and yeah, you you are intimidating a winner and. You know, Pez, you're an imposter. You weren't the champion of the behind the boundary, and it's definitely me. So I will. Oh, is that what it is? I was in di- the imposter. I was in disguise in uh, round ten, wasn't I? Because no. I didn't, I didn't put the bets out on that. No, bet. so it couldn't it was, have been it was me. An imposter. That was it was the true Pez is coming out to show Pez because uh, for round ten, for the first time this year, I've actually beaten you. <laughs> <laughs> Staked 210 and one cent and returned on the one bet $246 with an ROI of 17.1%. Uh, oh, you'll take it. I'll take, take it, it that round. I'll take that. So, All right, my year to date, stake $2,465.04, returned $3,845.62 for 56% ROI. Yeah, but it means I keep climbing pairs with another positive round. Uh, I staked for the $1,711.01, returned $2,211.46. Pairs with an ROI of twenty nine point two four percent. Still, you'll, you'll be happy to know that you, with your plus seventeen percent, it went down. It went down <laughs> because I was thinking thirty percent last week. But Pez still a great place to be as a punter. We're sitting just on. I'm going to say the thirty percent. You're sitting at fifty six. You, you got to love it. You can't dwell on uh, on the bad rounds. That they are going to come. The losses are going to come. People follow people on Twitter and they go, "Oh, they've won fourteen in a row, and now I'm going to going to follow them and they're going to lose this week." But it's all good because the bet slip of round eleven. Is going to be another winner. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Now bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... We'll continue, Pez, and uh, let's get things straight off with the specials for round, what are we up to, 11? 11. Sinu takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, very special. Melbourne Storm just won by 20 points. So, uh, Thursday night football. Pretty good. Thursday night footy when there's no AFL, you got to get on the NRL. Uh, sports bet this week, bet returns on all matches. If you are eligible, Ladbrokes, <laughs> they've got the three plus like same game multi, one refund per day. $2 lines and the mega multi, which has been the same in certain weeks. Neds, we have $2 AFL lines Friday and Sunday. Early payout, 20 plus at half time. I'm not sure anyone actually uses that, but we'll... Uh, We'll wait and see. We'll continue to continue to read it out. One refund per day on Neds, Friday and Saturday only. So no Sunday return on Neds for the same game multi. 
footy multi-bet offer here. And last week, uh, we had not had a message about the AFL early payout. It's not on the promotions page on Bet365, no. but it is there. So I've managed to get a screenshot of that. You're a winner if your team goes 32 points ahead on singles and in multis. So if you put a team in a multi, they go up by 32, they're the last leg, you'll get paid out for your whole multi because uh, it's good. You don't even have to wait till the end of the game. So I don't mind that. Tab, they've got the three-plus leg head-to-head special. That source, I bet you will speak about it. It's very, very hard to get a three-plus legger Super hard. Uh, this week because there's so many games that are on, under a dollar ten. Uh, the same there's game like multi three games sitting a dollar nine, dollar eight, and a dollar seven. Ridiculous. Disappointing. Uh, the same game multi's four-plus legs source for Tab. Uh, we didn't want them to change it from three-plus, but they always give better promotions in the first six rounds of the year. They've got a Thursday night lights, even though the game's on Friday night. Is Sydney versus Richmond venue mode exclusive? Uh, $2 in bonus bets for every uh, goal your team scores. Yes, Pez. And uh, I did send you a cheeky message on the Sunday. I had on my phone tab venue mode exclusively activated. I was sitting at the pub. They must have had a TAB there at the... Uh, so it wasn't... Was it a TAB it, no, it was shop a, it thing? No, it was a hotel. It was in uh, Roeville. It was a nice little uh, place out there. So you just need to be near one of those tab machines. Yep. Just need to be near it, Pez. And it, uh, yeah... Beautiful, loving it. I've tried it at the pub so many times when I'm near a tab machine and it's just, I don't know how to do it. But uh, anyway, Moneyball, we've got the four plus leg uh, multi offer, but it's got to be minimum rods of three bucks. But I was reading terms and conditions on this source. It doesn't exclude a dollar ten or less. So yes. you can actually put them in. So yeah. uh, that's a good one if you that want to include one. some of them. Uh, they've got two specials only for the Swans Tigers. They'll bring more out this weekend. Uh, Buddy. Or Shea Bolton, one of the first five goals. Max better $10. It's paying 4 bucks, And they've got Swans versus Tigers. This is another one. Uh, don't mind to have a double Love with this. this. AFL player disposals. So it's head-to-head. Max bet 50 bucks. Both players are 2 bucks. Who's going to get more disposals? Mills or Jaden Short? You can choose either player. And the best thing about this is if it's a tie, it's money back. It's, oh, it's, a, it's a no bet. So ripper. on Bet365, they have match-up disposals. They've usually got four a match, but closer to the bounce. And they've got the tie in there paying about $17. So it, it's always a, a lose losing situation sometimes there. So that's a good one there. Blue bet, you've got the 12-point uh, upper halftime special. Didn't take advantage of that last week because Sydney couldn't do that. Carlton kicked yeah. nine in the second quarter, but that's all right. Uh, the multi bonus as well in the same game multi and the, the multi there. And they've got Dusty and Buddy to combine for 40 touches and four goals at $4.50. Absolutely Horrible. Horrible. And speaking of horrible, we get on to my favourite one, Pez. Pickle bet. I'll piss off with you, Pickle bet. <laughs> Buddy Franklin to score four goals and Sydney to win, five bucks. That's probably the best one of the lot, to be honest. Uh, Charlie Cameron to score four goals and Brisbane to win by 25 plus, 410. Bailey Smith, uh, anytime goal scorer, 550 pairs. Oh, as well as Cody Waitman to kick five, uh, kick three goals. What? Yep. <laughs> and uh, Carlton to win and Charlie Canro, Charlie Kerno, the... Uh, the, the revived full forward from Carlton. Jeezy good five good goals. Week. Five bucks is that one. No. That's, that's not a bad one either. Surely you get more on the on the other ones. But we go from there. There's the specials. Uh, it's out on Twitter at Behind the Bounce. So jump on, have a look. If you want to add your pickle bet screenshots in there, you can uh, put them in there. And then I might just click on the uh, delete comment and we'll see how we go. That's it, Rue there, Pez. I mean, I feel like you can jump on any sort of betting app. There's that many betting apps out there. You could just, just put a word and then put bet at the end of it and you're done. Table bet. Table bet. Chair bet. Char bet. Char? Yeah, well, I was about to say chair, then you cut me off. What's char? Donut bet. Char grill. Char grill for the hot sauce. Donut bet. Bring it through the hole. Oh, oh, I don't (laughs) mind. I don't mind. You know, I actually don't mind that. You might sprinkle some winnings on it. There we go. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) hey. um, We're getting a pattern on that. Yeah, that, that's, that's behind that's the boundary patent, so yeah. you can't take that idea. I love it, and that's the icing on the uh, donut there, Pez. So <laughs> <laughs> let's speak, let's let's speak about getting getting some wins, Pez, and jump into our first game. Disappointingly, on the Friday night, yeah, let's make some dough. Cracker. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, oh, no, no, I'm not going to make a nut joke, but <laughs> hopefully, allergies are aside there. <laughs> We've got gluten-free options. Do we? <laughs> gluten in donuts? I don't know. Yeast. 
No idea. Like gluten. Anyway, we're not a cooking show. We are a winning show pair. So let's get into where our uh, fans can win some money. We head over to the SCG. 7.50 time slot tomorrow. 157 favourites are the Swans after a dif- disappointing performance in Melbourne. Richmond, the Outsiders, 235. The line, minus 10.5 over. 169.5. Very nice, Pez. Can the Swans bounce back? Or is Richmond's dynasty continue to uh, stay alive with their resurgence in the second half of the first half of the season? Yeah, intriguing, <laughs> intriguing game here. Uh, a, a couple of big omissions. You got Tom Lynch and Kane, Kane Lambert, who are actually out for for the Tigers. We got Marlon Pickett and Graham who come in. Tom Hickey is injured as well. Who people might see him as a big one. And Josh Kennedy injured, who's been playing well since he was the sub down in Tasmania the other week. So a, a couple of big outs. It's interesting the structure of Richmond's forward line here because you got Jack Rewald up there. Uh, they, they sometimes move uh, Noah Bolter. Uh, forward and he might you know mm. kick some kick some goals and things like that but they haven't brought Robbie Tarrant back into the side so who are you going to fill in defense there is it just a you know what Rewalt you go up to play center half forward and Dusty you sit in that goal square and uh, you kick us four and we win the game I'm not too sure but what I've done source is I, I actually think Sydney will bounce back and win this game a bounce Three. back spot uh, Richmond haven't been that impressive in their wins they only played you know a, a bit of a training drill last week against uh, Essendon so I've gone the uh the two middles the four leg multi with the middles of the over and the middle of the uh plus line so here we go with uh Neds I can get a return on this as well boosted odds to $2.13 over 138.5 total points but under 198.5 so I've got to hit that one there and then I've got Richmond plus 45 and a half so they can lose by 45 not 46 or more, and Sydney plus 14 and a half. All right, so Richmond can win by 14 or, or not lose by more than 45. So there's a 59-point spread there that I've got to hit the middle source. And uh, two of them are, are guaranteed to hit, two of those legs, no matter what. Uh, I've just got to hit one more for a bonus or hit both of them to, to double in a bit more my max bet of $50. Nice pairs. Uh, it was a little bit confusing, but I think I stayed awake then uh, and uh, actually understood what was happening. You go on the middles. We don't mind that. Go on the middles. Uh, a little bit now. of an alternate strategy. Uh, I've just gone the the Moneyball special pairs uh, with Callum Mills more disposals than Jaden Short. If uh, doing your research and looking at some of the other betting agencies, Callum Mills to get most disposals two ninety five. Jaden Short four fifty. With the major sports betting company, you would say that uh, that's a decent sort of uh, indication of where the game should go. On with Mills fifty dollar and one cent on that pairs. As well as that, uh, as the specials came out as late as they did, I've gone with Bluebet. Just a straight up $50, Sydney on the nose, lead by 12 at half time, money pays out at uh, $1.57. $1.57, you want to get your, your little money back there. Uh, I, I like the uh, head-to-head disposal. And I like your, your, you know, your criteria about it, looking at the most disposals, looking at other companies. Like with Picklebet, you got to look at other companies because you can get a better price anywhere else. So yeah. uh, you got to make Mate, sure you, you do your research. Re- you want to make some real dough? Get with Donut Bet. <laughs> Patent pending is that's that's going to be the biggest thing to come from uh, behind the boundary. Can you imagine our golf bets? Holes in ones. Holes in ones. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, stop looking up donut puns. All right, let's get on to the Saturday time slot. The one forty-five a game pairs Brisbane taking on GWS. A dollar seventeen favorite are the Lions. Four ninety outsiders. The Giants minus thirty-three and a half is the line in favor of the Lions. One hundred and eighty point five is the uh, total game points. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are they doing figure skating? <laughs> Why? For the icing or, oh, or not? <laughs> get on with it, Pez. Brisbane versus the Giants. Now, I have been having a bit of a look. And last week, the Giants, I know it was against West Coast Source, but they changed they changed their game up. They just went hammer and tong. We're going to try and score. Scored 140 points. West Coast scored 80, 89 themselves. But I think the Giants aren't looking to defend and play the boring game style like Leon Cameron was. I think they're looking to attack. So I've, I've gone the alternate total points. I've put it in a three-leg same-game multi with Ladbrokes. Alternate total points. I've gone up above where it's meant to be. I've gone over 199.5. So it's going to be 200-plus points in this game, both teams combined. Brisbane Lions are going to win by 14-plus. I've gone the alternate handicap, minus 13.5. And, and I've gone Toby Green to kick two-plus goals down the other end. All up together... That. Cheeky. 871. 25 oh, bucks on it. Oh, Pez. 
I'm going to stick with the donut theme. I like that a whole lot. Oh, here we go. That's pretty good because I've gone... Uh, Cheeky! As well, Pez, I totally agree. I think that the game plan that they were running was extremely highly um, uh, offensive and I think it's something that Brisbane are going to struggle with. You know, when teams try to defend Brisbane, they get opened up but when they try and just worry about their game and they attack and some of the players are developing some new roles, I, I think that um, the Giants can actually make this game pretty competitive. I've gone three-leg, same-game multi-Pez. I've gone with the Giants, the plus 33-and-a-half line. I think that line is way too big for, you know, a new coach. And after a big win and then Brisbane need to respond, I think that uh, they might try and defend a little bit. Uh, but that will not work for the Lions. I've gone GWS race to three goals, Pez, which is my probably the cheekiest league there, about $2 something. And Stephen Cornelio to continue his form in that midfield. I know Lockie Whitfield is going to return, but I think he can get 25 or more disposals, Pez. 10 bucks on that one at $6. Yeah, ho- hopefully for me, I've got to get over 200 points. Hopefully the, the players don't just glaze away. Oh, Pez. <laughs> got to stop. No, you don't have to stop. I love it. Right, oh, donut stop. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't worry about it, Pez. Don't worry about it because we're on to the next one. Geelong taking on Adelaide. This one's a no-brainer. Geelong, $1.07 playing at Alphabet Stadium. Adelaide Crows, $8 outsiders. Minus 44.5 is the line. 162.5, Pez. And before you get on to your donut puns, because I can see you over there looking them up, sprinkle some advice on us, Pez. Where can, where can the punters make the dough? Um, just gonna have to open up the donut factory <laughs> because uh, here at Alphabet Stadium, I'm uh, not going near it. Uh, to, I don't know how Geelong uh, get another decent game here down GMHBA, but Adelaide don't perform too well down there uh, in history past. They've only actually ever won three games at GMHBA the last time in 2003, so I don't think that's going to happen. But for a dollar seven, no thank you, steer clear. Yeah, Pez, you know that I'm betting on the cats there. Oh, just got a little email there. I think it was from Donut Kid uh, with some special... <laughs> oh, is our pattern, is our pattern <laughs> yeah, approved? It, it just came through. That's very unprofessional, Pez. But uh, keeping to the, the trend of being unprofessional, you know exactly what happens on the punting show, Pez, where we only chase value. I'm all over my cats in this one. Uh, I've got the Max Stake, Pez, a three-leg same-game multi with a bet return. Tommy Stewart to get 20 or more disposals. He's a lock for at least 27. Tommy Atkins, he comes back into the mix, Pez. Him 15 or more. Disposals, dollar thirty six. Love that. And uh, Tom Hawkins, I couldn't work out which forward to go with pairs. I'm going to get one of these forwards right to kick three goals. <laughs> He's sitting at a dollar. You got it, Tom Hawkins. <laughs> it's like Jeremy it's going to be Jeremy Cameron out. anyway. That gives me odds of two thirty seven with my bet return pairs, but there will be no need. I'll collect it nicely in that hey, one. As a Geelong supporter, is Tom Atkins the least known player for betting companies? Yeah, like no one knows who he is. He's great. He's great value pairs. He's he's averaging seventeen plus a game and yeah. love it. Alphabet Stadium is a beautiful name, but right. I've I've had to adapt it a little bit because you've stolen it from a podcast, as as you said when you first said uh, it. I, I gave them the. Now, gave how them many the letters is the stadium? Five. Five letters. So five out of twenty-six. What's that in percentage? Nineteen. Nineteen percent. So I'm just going to call it nineteen percent that stadium. I like it. No, Alphabet <laughs> Stadium will stay. All right, let's get on to the Saturday afternoon game pairs. Melbourne Demons are looking to keep their streak of 15 or 16 alive pairs. The question came up during the week whether a winning streak counts if it's over two seasons or not. Over two seasons? Yeah. Because um, they obviously won the four games in the Are the, the two the seasons in back-to-back years? Or yeah. is it when we talk in 1950 and 2003? Stop being a dick, Just answer the question. <laughs> Uh, well, we're talking Melbourne, who've won what now in a row? Is it 16, 17, something like that? This makes it 17. Well, they're up to 17. Up to 17. Uh, grand final included, mostly the same list. Uh, they played over the off-season. I am going to pay it. All right, Pez pays it. Uh, $1.17 favourites, pay- uh, pay- Melbourne. Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, it came out from one of our good listeners, our loyal listeners, Finstar, a couple oh, of weeks beautiful. ago. I was waiting until it got to the Sweet 16 before I addressed it. All right, Melbourne taking on the Dockers. A dollar seventeen favourites are the D's, which I think is a extremely um, a decent sort of odds there. I thought they would have been a lot shorter after Fremantle's last couple of weeks and their performances, but Fremantle outsiders four eighty five minus twenty eight and a half is the line over under one fifty and a half. Pez, do they make it seventeen or eighteen? Because we can't work out where it is. <laughs> uh, whatever it is that it, that it's going to be, that's what they do. If you said Sweet Sixteen, then they make it seventeen. I've got a feeling they might be on seventeen after last week though. Yeah, so. Okay. Let's say they win 18 in a row because they are definitely going to beat uh, Freeman on the MCG. They've, they've got Luke Dunstan is omitted. Jack Viney comes back in. And uh, Sam Swakowski with that uh, two-game suspension with the tribunal for the chicken wing. He did the chicken wing Ooh, the last chicken wing. week. Uh, no good for him. That lively 
quick forward for Fremantle, no good. But uh, I'm steering clear, and I'm going to be steering clear from a, a lot of games moving forward because I'm just thinking about this uh, our new our new venture in in Donut, and I think we need to get a, a player to be one of our sport sponsors and, and, and the face of it, like Picklebet. We're going with Donut King, so we need to get Max King on board. Oh God! Put 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 a donut around there, and uh, just the, the Donut King. Nah, that's terrible. Well, you know, he's I thought, it was, I thought it was going to be a glazing, but it's not. You know, he's misses though. Wendy. When, Wendy sell donuts. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> they don't. It's an ice cream company, you, you dope. Ice, cr- ice cream donuts. Yeah, but they're not donuts. You can't just put ice cream in front of it. You, you can't just be like pickle bet and just put pick a word in front of bet. I mean, that's highly the idea, isn't it? But well, that, that a- anyway, donuts. there's no Krispy Kremes here, so I'm not betting. Yeah, I'm staying away from this one, Pez. Uh, I... Think it's a bit, your actual better value is to put the Melbourne down to to win the the minor apprenticeship. They they were paying a dollar eighty four two weeks ago. I think they've come down to a dollar fifty six. You got better odds doing that if you want some money on Melbourne in the next month because they're going to be short price favourites and uh, with big lines. And they're already well. It. They're already well clear. People in the top four, you know, losing yep. losing games they're not meant to either. Exactly right. Let's get on to the Saturday night game, Pez. Uh, Battle of the West. West Coast taking on the Western Bulldogs at 7.50. Outsiders are the Eagles. $1.08 short, short favourites are the Doggies. Plus 40.5 is the line in favour of the Dogs over under 165.5, Pez. I'm steering clear because I don't like West Coast's uh, list at the moment and I don't like the Bulldogs full stop, so steer clear for me. All right, that's fair enough. Now, you don't like uh, the Donut King. (laughs) What about Caleb Daniel? Love Caleb Daniel. Elite Daniel Daniel's pick. donuts. Daniel's donuts. That's <laughs> better. I can get around that one, Pez. You can get around that. I can I'll, get around that one. Let's let's see if he. I'll reach I don't, out, I'll I don't reach care. Out to him. I don't care if he gives us donuts this week and doesn't get any uh, any disposals because I'm steering clear. I have got nothing in this game as well. I I can't touch it. They're playing over there. West Coast. You know the three of the what are they called? The West Coast Nine from the nightclubs have been <laughs> omitted from last week. So. Uh, yeah, not good for me. Pez, that actually works perfectly if, if we do donut bet because we, how many times have we actually said that you should be able to bet on the the outer? So you bet for a bloke Blake to get no no goals. If we have the donut special for him to get no something or no, you know, whatever, less disposals for them not to get it, to get the naught. Look, it, it's not a good business I, model, but... <laughs> I, can't, I can't fault it. It works in every single way, and <laughs> I hope that email was actually the patent patent pending because uh, whoever listens to this is going to steal that straight away and become a millionaire. No, they can't. It's it's published because everything oh. we do on this thing is an original piece, pairs, and there's no nothing stolen whatsoever. Never, never. Uh, I'm steering clear, pairs, and it's very clear that we're steering clear from a couple of these games, considering we've talked 20 minutes about donuts. Uh, so steer clear for me, steer clear for you. We head on to the Saturday night uh, special, the the Saturday night, and it's a long time since Gold Coast are hosting the Saturday night time slot. Uh, they take on the Hawthorne Hawks, $1.78 Gold Coast favourites, $2.03 outsiders are the Hawks, minus three and a half the line in favour of the Suns, one sixty two and a half is the line. Pez, Hawks, make it two in a row. TIO Stadium, huh? Up there in the Northern Territory. If this was at Metricon, I would have I would have been more on Gold Coast, but what I've had to do is I think Gold Coast win this game and I've touted it a long way out, but... Am I underrating Hawthorne source? Be honest with me here because I just still don't rate them. I still don't uh, rate them either, This Pez. season is at the footy club. And I think it might be uh, my demise and my downfall with my 60, 56% ROI, whatever it is. And it might continue to go down on these Hawthorne games. But I put a max bet out there uh, with Ned's, the, the money bonus back on, on the Saturday. I've gone Hawthorne plus 31.5 because I don't think Gold Coast spank any teams, especially up there at TIO Stadium. Oh, oh, Saturday night, it's it's not going to be that high scoring, which is why I've got under 192 total game points. It doesn't go over there. And the other leg I've got is Gold Coast Suns plus 16.5. I think the Gold Coast Suns win. I don't think they win by five plus goals. Uh, if the game is under, one of those other ones wins, so I'm guaranteed a bonus bet. So if I'm right about that, I'm guaranteed that. Just need the other one to come through. Gold Coast to win by 12 points gets me a double max there. Like it, Pez. Uh, I agree. I think the Gold Coast do this, uh, do the Hawks. I, I don't rate the Hawks still. Uh, maybe, again, maybe it's something that's uh, just because I'm thinking of hanging on to their form from last year. I don't believe that they've really beaten anyone in a consistent fashion that allows them to, to be rated higher than they should. I think the bookies have this one right, and I, I, I agree with uh, what you're saying about the Gold Coast. If it was at the, the Suns Stadium, or what do they call it up there? Uh, you know, Number Stadium, or if we've got an Alphabet Stadium. So I don't know what they call it up there. They... Well, they call they're going to have a new sponsor next week. It's called Donut Stadium. 
We, 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 what? We're gonna we're gonna sponsor them. Yeah, we need to get our name out there, don't oh, we? We do do good marketing ploy. Uh, but I've, I've put the max bet fifty dollars pairs on the Suns. I, I believe in the Suns, and uh, I've done it with Blue Bet. So twelve up at halftime, yes. they uh, pay out. So hopefully a potential eighty nine dollars for me in my account pairs. All right, we get on to the Sunday pairs. You can skip it. We can skip it. Steer clear for me. Yeah, steer clear for me too, Pez. Your Saints taking on your favourite team, your second home, your second love interest, North Melbourne. Dollar eight favourites are the Saints. Eight dollar outsiders, North Melbourne. A ridiculous line of minus 44 and a half, Pez. Uh, you'd never know what the Saints or North Melbourne are going to do in that. Saints cover it. Maxi King kicks eight. 169 and a half. Put your money where your mouth is, mate. Otherwise, shut up. All right, uh, I'm steering clear. <laughs> but, uh, Pez, are you going to put your money where your mouth is? I'll have a bet return. I'll have a think about it. You, you, while I introduce the next game, Pez, you tell me what that little uh, bet is there, and I might even put that one down there. All right, Collingwood are taking on Carlton. This should be an absolute cracker. Both teams in ripping form. Uh, Carlton obviously sitting very close to the top, and Carlton, uh, sorry, Collingwood having a great win last week. 236 outsiders are the Pies. $1.59 are the Blues. Minus 9.5 is the line in favour of the Blues. 173.5 is the total Game points. Pez, I've given you enough stalling time. Have MCG you got or... No, about Collingwood that? MCG or... Sorry? Is this at the MCG? Uh, I needed some stalling time there, Pez. It is at the G, yes. Collingwood's home ground. See, this is hard for me who to hard tip ground. because uh, I, t- I wanted Collingwood. I didn't tip them, but I thought they'd cover the line against Richmond the other week. And uh, I got shown up there because Collingwood really didn't show up. They went over to Fremantle in the wet, were able to, to beat them there, but... Will they be too young? Is Carlton's forward line going to be able to function at the MCG without having require? I've said it three times now. They've already done it twice and proved me wrong, Carlton. So I don't even know who I'm going with in the tipping yet, let alone putting a bet on this game. So steering clear. I like uh, Carlton in this one, Pez. I think that the big stage, there'll be 100,000 people at this game on a Sunday spectacle. It should be absolutely fantastic. Am I confident enough to put my money where my mouth is? Not without any information about the teams, Pez, and the weather. So I'm steering clear at the moment, but if I am going to have a dabble, I'll be looking at taking advantage of that blue bet special, Pez, because that is an absolute banger paying out at halftime if you're up by 12. Let's get into the last... Oh, sorry, Pez. I didn't mean to give you donuts there. What is the the, the money... Special. Yeah, it's not not good. Um, St Kilda minus forty four and a half, mm-hmm. and Max King to kick five or more. They don't yeah. have any more markets. Four dollars seventy five. Is that so it? Yeah, nah, no good for mine. That's no good at all, actually. Uh, I don't like that. That's disappointing. I was going to put my money where your mouth was. Uh, let's get on to Port Adelaide taking on Essendon at Adelaide Oval. A dollar eleven favourites are the Power six seventy outsiders. The Bombers minus thirty four and a half is the line. Over under total game points one forty two and a half. Do the Bombers win another game? Yeah, I think they do. I think they beat North. Yep, they haven't played North, so they'll they'll beat North. They they'll probably they'll probably upset uh, maybe Hawthorne or something if they play them again. So if Essendon go winless for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. everyone's happy to you know just delete them from the competition. <laughs> <laughs> you pissed off so many supporters, <laughs> Peters. Why are you barking up this tree? <laughs> well, there's they're struggling. Two thousand and four last finals win. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be 6,000 days, 7,000 plus days. Do we get to 10,000 days? Uh, do I die before they win <laughs> win a final? <laughs> finals talking man. shit about Essen supporters, Pez. That might be the case. <laughs> you're steering clear, obviously, because you're talking trash. I'm oh, steering I told clear. you that at the start of Sunday. I said I'm steering clear the whole, the whole day. Yes, uh, I'm steering clear for this one too, Pez. I do think that Essendon challenge a little bit, but uh, you just can't trust them at the moment. It's not a uh, good investment to be going towards either the line or that $6.70 price tag. All right, before we get into our multis source, I've actually uh, gone rogue here a, a little bit and we've got the NBA playoffs at the moment. We've got Golden State Warriors versus the Dallas Mavericks and I, I put this bet down because... It doesn't count towards I, the, the totals. I didn't, it was a Moneyball special and they didn't doesn't have count. the AFL ones there. I've gone Curry three threes in three. So he's got to hit three threes in, in the first three quarters. Three quarters. Uh, it's paying three bucks, and then it's just a little max bet of ten. So no, you can't a have little it, bit cheeky. Do not put that on the bet slip. Do not count that as your ROI. No, I don't have to count it, but it's there on the bet slip. Okay, well let's let's get on to the multis, and it's what you should have stuck with. But it's just the multis. I've got a four leg same game. Sorry, four leg same round multi with tab fifty dollar max stake. Sydney, Melbourne, Gold Coast, and Port Adelaide pairs for a nice price tag of three eighty six. Hopefully returning one ninety three. Well, I've gone uh, the double header, Golden State, and. Uh, <laughs> Were you going for Memphis from the pub the other week? 
<laughs> just a bit Jesus sauce off a little bit more. Now, I've gone uh, something that I've never done before on the podcast. This week, we know that we've got a lot of short favourite sauce. I've, I've gone an eight-leg uh, eight <laughs> multi. <laughs> I've gone an eight-leg multi here. So I've gone Sydney Swans to beat Richmond, Brisbane to beat the Giants, Cats to beat the Crows, Demons to beat the Dockers, Eagles to beat the Bulldogs, Saints to beat North, Gold Coast to beat the Hawks, and then Port Adelaide to beat the Bombers. Eight legs. You know what it gives you? Only six bucks this week. Which, which, is which game did you leave out? Which game did I leave out? Yeah, there's nine games. There is nine games. So which game did you leave out? Carlton Collingwood. <laughs> Carlton Collingwood. I couldn't decide soft, yet. I soft told as you. butter, mate. Soft <laughs> as butter. <laughs> I told you. You don't, don't back your tipping? You're not going to get nine this week? I think I might get uh, eight. <laughs> eight. <laughs> eight and a half. Um, no, but some comps, if I get nine, I'll get 11, you know. So oh, God, I hate Two extra rule. tips. But six bucks, $25 on it, on that multi-source. So uh, we will go from there and, and have a rip around. We will have a rip around, Pez. Uh, what a what a great show that was. We had a whole lot of uh, sauce, not sorry, not sauce. Pez not being angry, but still having a sook. We had a little bit of talk about jumpers and a whole lot of talk about donuts. Yeah, you might need to change your name. Sauce doesn't go well with donuts. Oh, it could be jelly. That'd be jelly over there, Pez. Hey, here we go, jelly. All right, uh, I've been Pez and Jelly's over here. So uh, <laughs> enjoy uh, my little NBA bet tomorrow if you want to jump on it. Uh, peace Jesus. out. <laughs> Oh, God, Pez, I'm still sauce. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a punt, uh, jump on uh, Donut Bet.